0: The Boys of Tech with Edwin Herman, Brett King, Cameron Colley, and Alec Doughty. This episode is sponsored by Mosey Pro for Business. everyone, welcome along, this is episode 153 of New Zealand's longest running tech podcast, The Boys of Tech. This one is for the week commencing the 13th of February, 2012. My name is Edwin Herman, I'm joined by Brett King. Welcome along, Brett. Hello. And how'd you be? Pretty good, pretty good. It's always good after a weekend, isn't it? But it's not so good starting into the week.
1: Indeed. It'd be much better if the weekend's lasted for three or four days.
0: Oh, I'd be up for that. Yes. When can we start that?
1: Uh, I think we'd have to get by and further up the
0: chain. Oh, well, that shoots that idea down. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) What does by you speak of? You know, I (laughs) I devised a cool little uh, game to play with uh, my girls this uh, weekend. Mm -hmm. I, I have a tarpaulin. I put it on our front lawn. I tie a rope to my push bike and I tow them around the lawn. (laughs) <laughs> and it's great fun. <laughs> just like a, a water biscuit.
1: And a yeah. good workout for you.
0: And it is. It is. It is a fantastic workout, which is is good because I, I need to do, uh, to keep up my, my exercise. <laughs> well, Brett, just looking ahead at some of the stories anyway, before uh, we launch into them, First of all, Amazon is to open its first shop, the FBI are looking into an interception of a police phone call, and a Sydney-based pirate TV outfit is raided. All this and more in just a moment, but before we get into that, I just wanted to remind you that we're sponsored by Mosey Pro for Business, and when it comes to running a business, there are a lot of things you got to get right. Now, I know this because I run a business too, and hiring good people is very, very important, but there is one thing that is often overlooked, and that's actually protecting. protecting. Protecting the data, that powers your business. People underestimate the value of data. In fact, these Mm -hmm. days in the information age, Brett, I'm sure you'll agree with me, data is one of the most important things. Information. Yeah. And data loss can be uh, for a variety of reasons. For example, stolen laptops or stolen devices. 12,000 laptops are lost or stolen at airports every week.
1: That would not surprise me.
0: So, you know, it just goes to show you really need to be backing that up. A single incident of data loss isn't cheap. It can cost ten thousand dollars or more just to recover that data from a single laptop or a single server. Mm-hmm. And there's no way I want to be paying that for that in my business. I want to tell you about our friends at Mosey. They're the most trusted name and online backup. Businesses of all sizes and consumers use Mosey to back up everything from emails, contacts, important documents to family pictures and music. It's automatic and it works. Let me give you an example. I want to tell you about Paul. Paul owns an accounting firm in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and he's tried other backup solutions but ran into service space and cost issues that prohibited secure protection of the company's data. I don't know about you, but dealing with all sorts of different outfits online is, it's kind of hard to know who to go with, and you really want to go with someone trustworthy. Well, Paul says, with Mosey, my data is securely backed up over the internet and stored far away at Mosey's secure data centers. But I feel it's at my fingertips and easily retrievable. And that's exactly what you want in an online backup solution. Indeed, in any backup solution. In any backup solution, yeah, you're absolutely right. And so if you're not backing up your business data with Mosey Pro, here's a reason you should consider to do so. Mosey Pro business backup plans are affordable and there are no contracts to sign or hardware to buy. Now that's my kind of contract. Excellent. So how do we go about getting Mosey Pro. All you need to do is give our friends at Mosey a call. Now, they've been doing this a long time. It's an EMC company, and if you're in enterprise solutions, you, you, you'll know EMC. They run the most secure, most trusted online backup service. And what's more, right now you can save 15% by using the promo code podcast. 15 when you sign up. Give them a call. The number is a US number. It's 877 or visit mozypro.com. That's M-O-Z-Y pro.com. So now that you've sorted out your backups, let's talk about some of the stories. Kicking off with Amazon. Now, Amazon. This is a shocker <laughs> in, a, in a kind of in a weird kind of way. Amazon, the king of online shopping, is now going to open its first physical store.
1: Yep, and it's not the sort of store that you would think it would be. It's, it's not, not, not some in- giant mega store that stocks everything that Amazon does. No, it's going to be a little boutique electronics and bookshop.
0: Yep. It's going to carry a small selection of books, but namely the stuff that they publish. But exactly. It, but as you mentioned, yeah, it will focus on the Kindle, uh, the Kindle, yeah,
1: the Kindle, yeah. Kindle extras, and some actual physical books. Generally, books that are Amazon published ones. As we know, they've been, you know, grabbing some big name writers to publish books under the Amazon label.
0: I wonder if this is the beginning of. You know, a whole chain of store, Amazon stores, kind of like what Apple's done with with its stores. Well, yeah, I
1: I think this is like they're they're putting their toe in the water to see how it goes, starting with one in Seattle, which is obviously, you know, the home of Amazon. And they're going to see how that pans out. What's the the traffic like going into that store? What's the, the, the feedback like? And if it works well, then they'll probably roll them out to more places in America.
0: Isn't it quite cold in Seattle? Probably, which is a good place for a bookstore, I reckon. Or, well, or you know, a store f- to, to get e-books or books. physical books. Yeah, books. <laughs> yes. General uh, books, e-books and books. What, what's the general term for books that encompasses e-books? Books. Do you think? Yeah. Is an e-book a book? Yeah. Now we're getting quite technical, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, I've never been to Seattle. Did you actually catch a movie, Sleepless in Seattle? I
1: have seen the movie, Sleepless in Seattle. Is a long, any- long time ago. That is an old movie. It is an old movie. Is
0: it any good? Because I, I never saw it, but I won the soundtrack off a radio station once.
1: <laughs> I don't recall. Do not recall if it was a good movie. I was quite a lot younger. My taste in movies was different then.
0: Ah, uh, So it's, you can't really compare. Mm. Hey, I'd I'll have to just, watch it again. I'm looking on Wikipedia and there are some beautiful shots of Seattle. It looks quite nice. Anyway, I digress. And you're probably thinking, yes, Ed, get on with the story. Yeah, precisely. <laughs> well, we've done the story anyway. That is Amazon's first door. Now, the FBI is currently probing an interception of a US-UK police phone call, and they believe Anonymous is behind it.
1: Well, Anonymous has released it, so they're pretty sure it's Anonymous.
0: Well, yes, <laughs> you're right.
1: That's why they believe they're
0: behind it. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
1: Oh, but it just shows you the fingers anonymous, these different hacking groups have in all these different places where uh, the US, police in the US and police in the UK are having a big conference call with each other to talk about anonymous hackers and naming names that they're keeping an eye on or tracking or, you know, coordinating their efforts on and Anonymous ends up with that call. (laughs) Isn't
0: that just, I don't know what the word is, but it's certainly embarrassing for for the authorities.
1: massively embarrassing for the authorities. But it has come out so far that it doesn't look like it was actually intercepting. Anonymous weren't intercepting the actual call stream itself, but somewhere, someone in the call must have saved it and then the audio file of the call is what Anonymous have gotten hold of.
0: Yeah, so the MP3 or or whatever it (laughs) is.
1: So somebody will have saved that call.
0: Possibly sent it by email, I don't know. Yeah. So one of the interesting things about the call is, partway through it, a British detective says, we're here to help, we've cocked things up in the past, we know that.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's when they were talking about how they would hold back on pursuing any arrests in the UK until the US guys had had a chance to fully investigate on their end.
0: Yeah, so... That, yeah. so
1: <laughs> they didn't jump the gun on what the US were trying to do.
0: Going back to your original comment, Brett, it, it is just amazing exactly where the tentacles of Anonymous can go. Yeah. I mean, well, they, you know... The, <laughs> they, is- they've gone to Greece,
1: they've gone to several different police departments in America, have had their...
0: Salt Lake City,
1: yeah, yeah. For example? they've had their systems hacked by Anonymous.
0: Yeah, it's and yeah. Boston as well. Yeah, you're right. They've they've been doing more hacking, and I kind of like this. You know, I know it's wrong, but there's something kind of
1: it's or, wrong, or comical but it's, almost
0: it's,
1: yeah. It's one of those sorts of crimes which is illegal. Um, well, all crimes are illegal. Well, yeah, but it, it's one of those ones where the actual. Act is illegal, but the outcome doesn't seem really bad. If you get what yeah, I'm yeah, look, I haven't to listened say. to the whole
0: call, but you're right. I know what you're saying. It's almost non consequential.
1: Yeah, it's like the people they were talking about were the people who got hold of the conversation and then published the conversation, bleeping out all of their own names. And yeah, it's like well, well, nobody got hurt. Nothing got damaged, nothing got stolen, nothing physical occurred whatsoever, just a, a conversation. So, yeah. But, but it's, it's
0: still it's, wrong, but it's, uh, the thing I like about it is the well, fact that- Well, it's still that, illegal, but- Yeah, the thing I like about it is that they've actually, you know, hacked, well, not hacked, but they've intercepted, let's say, in some way, mm-hmm. a, uh, a recording of a phone call that was about them. Yeah, yeah. That's the bit that's funny. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, it's
1: the, the, the most amusing part about it. Now, really yeah, really embarrassing to them because you would think that um, people discussing cybercrime would be a little more cyber secure.
0: Yeah, cyber savvy <laughs> and vigilant. Yeah, yeah I you, you'd think so. And why would you want to well, be saving a, a copy somewhere and
1: potentially… Well, you never know. It could have been a secretary who was there to record it and then type it up later and decided to email it to themselves so that they could type it up elsewhere. Yeah,
0: you're right. You never know. You can, you add, like, a li- yeah. you
1: can add a weak link to a secure system really easily.
0: <laughs> now, I want to talk about the uh, the Pirate TV outfit in Sydney. Now, recently in the news, we've had .dot .com, uh, his mansion raided here in, in New Zealand, in Auckland. Mm-hmm. And that made, a, made headlines. Well, there's been another raid, and this time, it's a Sydney-based Pirate TV outfit. Now, this, from what I understand, is not an online service, but it's a... No, it's a little, a little electronics shop. Yeah. I think 70 million they've collected. Is that right? They've got 150,000 customers. Well, they
1: say that it's worth 70 million a year and that they've got 150,000 customers. But we don't
0: know for sure. Is that well, what you're saying? Well, we
1: don't know for sure. Thou- you know, with channels- these sorts of things which come out from these things, it always turns out that they were massively inflating the numbers to make it sound more dramatic.
0: We'll see in due course. A thousand Channels for $50 a month. Not bad.
1: Uh, Not bad. If you really wanted to pay $50 a month for the possibility of having five or six channels that you'd actually want to watch out of a thousand that you'd then flick through. Can you imagine that sitting there with a thousand channels? By the time you found a program that you wanted, it would be partway through. (laughs) yeah I know and then you go oh well I've I've already missed that part so what will I do oh well I know that most shows start on the half hour or the hour generally so I'll wait for the next hour and then the next hour rolls around and you start channel surfing through your thousand channels (laughs) eventually you're going to end up with a favourites list of like ten or so channels that you actually watch, and the rest are superfluous.
0: But at least you've got the generally the of,
1: news in multiple different languages.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, that's just <laughs> yeah. what they
1: pad out these large channel yep. numbers with.
0: Yep. I mean, like, yes, I could was watch uh, the news
1: in English. I could watch the news in Dutch. I could watch the news in Mexican. But it's all the same news.
0: <laughs> yeah, and the pictures and the footage are the same. It's mostly Asian languages. It was, I think, uh, targeted at the Asian community. It seems to have mm-hmm. a very large amount of content. From that, But it does have some Western channels as well. When I first saw the story, I actually thought it was going to be a, an online sort of thing. When mm, I saw, nah, when nah, I saw nah, the uh, the headline.
1: Nah, it's your old school sort of Broadcast. pop on down to the, the little electronics store where the man behind the counter will give you a wink and a nudge and pass over the little device which was made cheaply in in some factory in Asia, and you pass over your money and you take it home and you plug it all in and suddenly you've got television channels you didn't have before.
0: What was interesting though, Brett, was that the network access keys apparently had the Apple logo and text iPad TV6 on them. What's all that about?
1: Well, maybe they were using some software that came out of Apple TV to control it all. And they'd just taken it and hacked it and repurposed it.
0: I don't know, but Apple TV is nothing more than just a, it's not really TV. It's just no, streaming.
1: Apple TV is that little, uh, the device you get to allow streaming <laughs> yeah, stream channels your- and stuff. Yeah, but I'm sure it's got some sort of main menu sort of system, and this could be a, a hacked menu system from it. Or it could be like a lot of different pirate outfits, they will stick a well known logo on something. So make it seem a little more legit and from that thing.
0: Yeah, because they're talking about the network access keys bearing that logo, which to me doesn't really make sense. Yeah.
1: I think it's more the Well, when they're talking about network access key, what they're talking about is the a physical device. The physical device you bought was using a, as I said, the menu system from...
0: Well, I thought they were just cards that, that plug into your your decoder. Oh,
1: no, these things are apparently USB network access keys. They're a little physical dongle.
0: Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, so they might be Apple or they might not be, right? Is that, is that what you're saying?
1: What I'm saying is that they are either based on a an Apple menu system or they're just a menu system with the Apple logo on it to make it seem more legit.
0: Right. They go to those links?
1: Yeah. Have you not seen the awesome photos of back in the day when there was a lot of pirating of Microsoft's operating systems? And you'd get the the stuff that was coming out of Asia and you'd have the original, the legitimate CD and then you'd have the the fake CD. And the fake CD would look almost identical except little bits would be off. Like the 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 holograms would be not quite up to the quality of the actual holograms. They'd be like low quality ones. And there would be spelling mistakes all over it and it would be written in, in English. But otherwise... Relatively close to the look of an original, legitimate one, because it adds that kind of air of legitimacy.
0: So obviously, some go to great lengths because I, my impression was that with fakes, there are that kind of two fakes. There are the fakes that are trying to dupe you into thinking it's the real thing, and then there are fakes that are like you know they're not trying to pretend to be real. They they're like yeah we're fake, but you know
1: so yeah we're what? fake, and here's what here's what we're offering you
0: yeah. Now, how about the website of Lowes Hardware Store, lowes.com, L-O-W-E-S, mm-hmm. for those who want to check it out. This made me laugh. They have a, a form on their website, a license to link. So if you want to create a hyperlink to content on their site, you can fill out this form and uh, apply for a license and presumably pay for it too. I'm not sure.
1: No, I, I it think, free? The, I think it free? it's free. Right, it's yeah. free. Um, but yeah, it's oh, it's one of those things where... Somebody desperately wants to keep control over certain aspects of their thing and think that they can self-policy control over something which has no control.
0: You know, I'll only say one thing. HTTP referer environment variable. Hello? Mm. Have you ever thought about using that, Lowe's? You use (laughs) the HTTP referrer variable, and you can see how many people have come from other sites and where the link is. Yep. Oh, my goodness. This is just completely ridiculous. Why would anyone fill out one of these licenses? You, You don't need a license to link.
1: No, you don't need a license to link. But, yeah, the only people who would fill it out would be other businesses that had similar sorts of systems in place. And so they would have their nice little handshakes with each other.
0: Oh, fun and games.
1: And a nice little pat on the back about, yes, this is how we play ball. This is how you properly play ball. Whereas in the internet age it's, hey, Edwin, I'm I'm gonna tweet you this link to this awesome hammer I found on Lowe's. Da 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 da. There's a link to it.
0: You wouldn't Aha, do, you wouldn't I did do not that. I'd fill it in. Mm. No, you wouldn't do that without a license, well, would you, Brent? No.
1: Well, I wouldn't do it because I don't tweet but i i i would email you that link or i might even text it to you
0: without a license
1: without a license oh my
0: goodness And you know what you know what
1: there isn't anything they could do about it
0: i know i know it's completely ridiculous
1: yeah they've got no control or rights or anything over a link
0: i know it's ridiculous (laughs) <laughs> Absolutely ridiculous, that's all I can say I don't want to even talk about the story anymore It's that ridiculous Yeah, I'm moving on mm-hmm. In fact, I'll tell you what I'll move on by inserting a short little musical interlude Because when we come back I've got one New Zealand story for you It's about how not to launch a daily deal website Don't go away <laughs> All right, welcome back. Yes, I don't know if you're one of these people, the 650 people that bought a $100 Z Energy voucher for $50 from the new Daily Deal website, Coupon. Well, 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 what a complete mess. They had to refund the whole thing.
1: Well, yeah, and all because they did not test the robustness of their system first. Like It's not even to do with the fact that it's it's not even a daily deal that went bad or anything like that. No, it's the fact that they started up their daily deal website, they turned it on, they launched their promotion thing, which was petrol vouchers, and all of their systems fell over.
0: That's right. The servers for a start are located outside of New Zealand, so that funnels a whole heap of traffic out through our main gateway bad decision they they have said they're going to look at hosting them in New Zealand from now on
1: but also just hosting them outside doesn't mean it's bad but you need to check your routes and you need to check your throughput
0: it's still going to be slower I would say host where your customers are it's still going to be slow. You look at any website yeah. outside New Zealand, it's, it's, it's a lot slower. Now, mm-hmm. for well, for the same, you know, comparing apples with apples, of course. Now, also, choo, choo. the PayPal servers didn't cope with the system either. The only payment system was PayPal. They're now yep. looking at doing a, a proper credit card gateway system.
1: Pro- were as they should, you don't try and run an actual business over the internet where your only payment system is PayPal. There are some people out there who will quite happily use an online credit card payment system, but will not sign up to a third-party payment manager to pay for something. That's right. I am one of those strange people. (laughs) (laughs) I don't do PayPal. There you have it, folks.
0: There you have it. We've now heard of one of these strange people that don't like PayPal. Or a third-party credit card gateway facility. Precisely. No, uh, look, you know one, what, Brett? A, a legitimate
1: gate- I, I card gateway.
0: <laughs> I used to be like that, but I did change ever since eBay purchased PayPal.
1: Mm, they gave it an air of legitimacy.
0: They did. But I was but a, it's 100% still not. like you just before, before that. I was like, yeah. no
1: way. I didn't that was still not enough to make me
0: uh, well, fair enough. jump
1: onto that bandwagon. And besides, any decent place will offer an actual credit card alternative with one of the credit card companies and one of their
0: processing systems. That's right. So anyway, there's a whole bunch of stuff that went wrong. They're currently now refunding the uh, the petrol vouchers because- yeah.
1: <laughs> they decided, okay, this was a big mess. Yeah. Let's just call it quits for the day. We will refund everybody. <laughs> and they're having difficulty doing that through PayPal as well. So there's another there's another bad <laughs> red X next to their PayPal system. And they're going to start again.
0: <laughs> oh, had, man. Yeah, what of this? They've miss. had
1: a lot of negative feedback on their Facebook page, but they have had people on the Facebook page who are more realists and go, Well, yes, yes, they could have done some better stress testing, but, you know, they gave it a shot and they're coming back and they're doing the good deal. So, yeah, Yeah, we'll see how it goes afterwards from this.
0: Yeah, this is not your your classic story of, you know, the dodgy deal broker who who doesn't follow through. It's nothing to do with that at all. No, uh, no. They've, they've realized that the whole thing's a mess and they are refunding people. So really as a customer, you might be annoyed and frustrated and disappointed probably is the other thing. Mm-hmm. But it seems a bit irrational to sort of go out and hate them for all they're worth. Oh,
1: precisely. It's like if you if your car broke down on the side of the road and you called up AA or a mechanic to come and get you. And as they were coming to get you, they were stuck behind a traffic jam you could hate the fact that they had not turned up but is it really their fault
0: exactly so
1: <laughs> this they do have to take some of the blame for this they should have done some dry run stress tests of their systems but they are playing the good guy card here they are refunding everything they stopped it it's not a shoddy deal side no, it's not no. a it's not a you were bidding on something which did not exist no, they exactly. these are the stuff that People who are actually bidding on those petrol vouchers do exist. The coupon site does have them. And they will be giving them out again once they restart.
0: <laughs> Interestingly enough, they, I don't know if they have to. I, I suspect they don't have to. But uh, just a side note here that Z Energy uh, was not aware of the, the, the launch. They certainly hadn't been contacted about it. So, and they don't endorse it.
1: Well, the point of it is the fact that it was not a Z Energy promotion, and it's got nothing to do with Z Energy. All no, all it was I realised that, that. I the just the petrol vouchers themselves are for Z Energy, and they are legitimate petrol vouchers, and they do exist. and Coupon do have them, and Coupon do have the rights to sell them.
0: And, and yeah, Coupon did pay a hundred dollars each for them. They're making fifty dollars loss on each one. This is their yeah. launch stunt, or was their launch stunt? Oh well, yeah. But you but... Know, the, the reason I brought that up is I wondered whether there would be an obligation at all to to get Energy's buying, because you're putting their name out there. Does that matter? I I don't know.
1: Not really. We talked about this, was it last week, week before, when it's, you know, I have this bunch of product and I want to sell it in my store. Do I have to ask the person who made the product if I can sell it in my store?
0: Yeah, that's the point. I just don't know how the vouchers work, whether it says not for retail sale or anything like that, in which case, well, Well,
1: I don't think that the vouchers would be very good for people then, because a lot of these voucher sorts of things are done to be given as gifts.
0: Yeah, but that's different to retail sale. Retail sale is is where someone's retailing them, so Mm -hmm. someone's buying buying and reselling.
1: Given as prizes in draws, that's technically still retail, because the person doing the draw is still getting money for the tickets.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know. I, they probably don't even say that, but I was just, mm. just wondering. Anyway, that was the launch, and it wasn't a particularly good one, and they'll do it, hopefully, properly next time. Brett, that concludes episode 153 of New Zealand's Longest Running Tech Podcast. Not a bad title, that, really, isn't it? We, we're we now New Zealand's Longest Running Tech Podcast.
1: Indeed. We're the, we're the only ones pig-headed enough to stick with talking about random stuff for people <laughs> exactly. on the internet to listen to if they want to.
0: Exactly. And in fact, I'll tell you what, on that note, to how about this? If you are listening to us or still listening to us and you enjoy the show and you'd like to contribute, give us a donation, poisertech.com. You can do it there. There's no obligation, but we'd love you if you did. So anyway, that concludes the show. Brent, thank you very much for being a wonderful co-host on this episode.
1: Always a pleasure, Ed, and it surprises me that we did not talk about the rumour of the iPad 3 launch
0: in March. Oh, yeah, look. I,
1: I'll do it next week well, the when there'll is, be more information <laughs> about me- it. You've
0: mentioned it now. Now, the thing is with these rumours, it's like, yeah, or whatever. The iPad 3, the, the, here's the way I see it. The iPad 3 is going to come out anyway at some point. It's just a matter of when, not if. So mm. well, really all, all the rumour is is about whether it's in March because we know there's going to be an iPad 3. Just is, is it Well, March, yeah, we know there's
1: going to be an iPad 3, but yeah, the rumour is that there is going to be a big announcement in March and it is... Almost certainly going to be the iPad 3.
0: Tell you what, you've pretty much done the story because that's all there is to say about that right now. (laughs) Anyway, let's get out of here. Thank you very much. (laughs) See you all again next week. Goodbye, everyone. Bye-bye. Are looking to intercept? No, they're not. The FBI are looking into and into. Uh, yeah, okay. And again, the FBI are looking into an interception of a police phone call, and a Sunday-based and a Sunday Sydney and a Sydney-based pirate TV outfit is raided.